This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your Sunday brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, our guest is DJ Bank, the musical bum. We're going to talk about his show on downtown radio called The Art of Easing. This Sunday morning mix isn't your standard rock and roll fair, so we wanted to know his story. Today is August 15th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. And we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to U-Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track. Right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android by heading over to your app store and getting the Downtown Radio Tucson app. Then you'll have us in your pocket wherever you go. You can also reach us on the show, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Our podcasts are hosted anywhere you can find podcasts. You'll see a lot of those episodes on our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org, or simply by asking your smart speaker, to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. Well, we're going to start today's show with the word of the day, scofflaw. I had to look it up, but it was in the uh, Arizona Daily Star last week as there was an announcement from the uh, Parking and Transportation, the Enforcement Division, uh, that in downtown there are currently almost a million dollars in overdue fines coming from eight hundred individuals that's almost 4500 tickets and they are in the process now of an immobilization plan meaning your car if you're one of these 800 or so scofflawers i'm not sure if that's the word uh, you could have your car immobilized until you pay those tickets now they're not using those old boots that they put on the car apparently those are a little too dangerous to install in the city streets but they do have something that goes across the windshield and would keep you from driving until those tickets are paid. So if you have more than three outstanding parking tickets, be careful downtown because they will immobilize your vehicle. And that is a much uh, a much uh, bigger problem when you've got a million dollars in unpaid tickets, but it certainly uh, creates a stress level for, uh, for many in that area. And if you do have that stress level, our next guest can help you reduce it. His show every Sunday morning leads into ours. His show is called The Art of Easing. And, uh, you know, last week we interviewed the, uh, the show right after us with Ted Prozelski. And uh, this week we're interviewing our other neighbor, DJ Bank, the musical bum who leads us 
uh, in every Sunday. And, uh, you know, we wanted to get to know him a little better because his show is not the standard rock and roll mix that you hear on the rest of the week on Downtown Radio. So we want to know his backstory, how he ended up on Downtown Radio, and kind of what, what it's meant for him to have the opportunity to, uh, to play his music on Downtown Radio. The way I listen to music is I don't hear lyrics at all. Like, I have to hear a song a bunch of times before I even hear lyrics. Like, I just don't hear them. Like... It doesn't register for me until I've probably heard a song. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I always say after I've heard a song 50 times, I'll be like, oh, those lyrics are pretty cool. Tell, tell me your name and the name of your show, and let's dig into this a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, my name is DJ Bank, the musical bum. The name of my show is The Art of Easing. It's every Sunday from uh, 9 to 11 a.m. right here on Downtown Radio. And I've been doing it for, I think I'm coming up on, four years maybe five by now i'd have to look back i mean the best way to sort of have any idea is to look at the number of the show because there's 52 weeks in a year and i know i'm on 200 and something so i'm at least four years on or a little more Uh, did you uh were you there at the beginning no not at the very beginning i actually it's pretty cool how i ended up on the on the radio so um i used to live downtown many moons ago uh before i had a family and uh, I used to live next to this band. They used to call themselves The Crowd, and then they changed their name to The Holy Rolling Empire. And they were they were a, a band about town for a time, and they might still play sometimes, I don't know. I mean, obviously, nobody's been playing lately until really recently. But um, anyway, my friend Dave, who's a really cool guy and a drummer and plays other instruments and stuff, and he's like, yeah, there's this new radio station. You should try. You should try to get on there because I think he knew Jason at the time. Who was our? Who uh, was the uh, the original founder and station manager at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, you know, I remember he put it into my mind, and then I just kind of not forgot about it, but I just you know I just wasn't thinking about it because I guess in my mind I thought it was a way more involved thing than it really is. I mean, it is and it isn't. You know what I mean? Like as far as the the channels for actually getting on the radio it's it's really not all that complex i mean you pretty much just get a hold of somebody and maybe go sit in with somebody for a little while and then try your own show i mean that's all that really was to it but anyway so my friend dave had told me about it and then this was i don't know probably three to six months later i was at uh trader joe's actually and i was talking to this guy as i want to do i'm quite the talker and uh, he had a show on saturdays on downtown radio i was like oh yeah downtown radio Downtown Radio, it's it's a you know pegged as a community uh, rock and roll radio station, but your your show sort of borders more on um, on things that might not be classified as as rock. It's you know the art of easing. It's tell us a little bit about your philosophy and, and what you play. Yeah, so um, I, I was very happy to be on the non rock day um, Sunday, which is the one day where we kind of section out programming that is you know either like your show like we have a few talk shows and shows that kind of integrate music and talk and then it's the sort of non-rock day so there's other like dance music shows and hip-hop and r&b and mine kind of and then of course mr nature in the morning um mine falls into i mean i say that it's that it's a rhythm and blues gumbo you know I've expanded the genres that I pull from over the years because, you know, the first year of doing the show, I kind of used up everything I came to the party with, you know, like <laughs> I had kind of, I've, I'd kind of worked through all the artists I already kind of knew and had to start expanding. You know, it's, it's definitely, there's always R and B influence 
running through it, but I've, I've really branched out to a lot more um, exotica, which, which is sort of like lounge music from the 60s and 50s, which is sort of jazzy, but it has its own place in the culture, really. And um, a lot more of that. I always play jazz. Um, I find that when I first started the show, I played more gospel and blues, which it's not that I don't play those anymore, but I don't know. I go in waves, and it also depends on the time of the year. You know, I tend to play more because my show is pretty mellow almost all the time. But if there's going to be something a little more up tempo, it's much more likely to be in the second hour of the show. And it's even more likely to be in the summer. Whereas I find in the winter, it's even more mellow, the show. Is this, is this your background? I mean, what, what led you to kind of want to launch with, the, with this type of format versus like doing a rock and roll uh, mix? Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I definitely have eclectic taste in music like many people these days. I mean, I feel like very few people are like, I only listen to this kind. But really what sort of changed everything for me, I, I grew up as a little kid. I was a Beatles fan, really hardcore. That was the first band that really I, I got really deep into. And then, of course, that led to Hendrix and Zeppelin and all that stuff. And that was kind of, you know, middle school era. And then, you know, um, in high school, I started getting into the alternative wave a little bit, the grunge thing, but I wasn't as into it as some of my other friends until later on. And then I'd say the big shift was I got really into, um, well, jazz was a big thing when I sort of discovered John Coltrane and Miles Davis and all that stuff. And then after that, I got really into what's called underground backpack hip hop, which had a really strong scene in the Bay Area in the all throughout the 90s but by the time i was actively participating in it would, would have been the late 90s because then i could drive because um i graduated high school in 1999 so it wasn't until around then that we could start going up to san francisco because i grew up in fresno california which i love that town but it's pretty unhip you know we're not going to get a whole lot of cool bands coming through there it happens very occasionally so we used to just always go up to san francisco to, to hear bands and that's when i got into vinyl uh, around that time, you know, late high school, early for me, junior college. <laughs> yeah, vinyl. So, so tell me a little bit about that. That's a, that's a whole thing that uh, so many of these DJs on downtown radio have experienced. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an electronic, uh, you know, I download my music. I, I, I do like to support the artists and uh, buy their albums, but I'll, I'll um, do the electronic download. But you actually have those, those, uh, those record machines playing sometimes. Yeah, you know, I haven't really done it on the, my program a whole lot just because of the logistics of dragging all my stuff down to the studio. But um, I would say I'd like to include it, uh, you know, down the line. And I, I actually have talked to some other folks. You know, once things kind of start to smooth out, I, I would like to even maybe try to have some fundraisers so we can get some legit turntables down there in the well, studio because I think a lot of people would use them. It's just sort of a pain in the ass to have to, to drag the equipment. Even just one turntable is not you know a huge deal. What is the sound of vinyl? Though? I mean, why is what what's different about that than than playing a CD or or, or just listening on a on a stream? Sure. Well, you know, to me, it's a lot of it is not only the sound, but it's the ritual of it, and it's also the getting to look at the re rate uh, the record sleeve. You know, whereas you know when you're looking at a CD booklet, that's still great, but the the type is a lot smaller. And, and so it's, it's the whole experience of it. And the thing about, you know, I'll be honest, I have not been as into my vinyl for quite some time. I'd say since my daughter was born, I don't, I don't break out my records as much as I should. And I've actually been trying to 
get things cleaned up here so I can start doing it again. But it's, it's, and you, you also are going to pay closer attention because when you're, you know, I find I have the same issue with, you know, all the modern ways that we listen to music. Um, I don't feel like I have the same relationship with albums as I used to because, you know, back when I was, you know, in my car all the time driving around, there were those seven cassettes that were in there for three months at a time that I just absorbed constantly. And now, it's just, you know, it, with everything at your fingertips, it's almost overwhelming for a music person like myself. I don't, I don't even know where to start sometimes. If anything, I almost feel like I go back and listen to old stuff sometimes when I can't think of what to do, even though hundreds of albums are released every month, you know. So but, so when, you, when you're doing your vinyl, it's, it's an experience. It's not just a sound quality. But is there a difference in the sound? You know... A lot of people, I mean, myself included, I feel like you can hear layers of sound um, in a way. Like um, like when you're listening to like a perfect CD, you know, it, it's, I feel like the nuances are, are lost a little bit. And I mean, you know, I mean, you can still hear everything great on digital recording, but there's also just this, yeah, the layers uh, that you can hear on vinyl, I think are just, are special. And uh yeah, like I said, to me, the ritual of it is a big part of it. Because when I got into records, I mean, it kind of changed my life forever. Because it was, I mean, at the time, I was just a kid in my 20s. And I had pretty much any disposable income I spent on recordings. Like, that's mm. what I did. That's what I spent my money on. And I mean, I even have, <laughs> I have a working 45 jukebox in our living room. <laughs> I didn't know um, that. It's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I probably have a total of four or five turntables somewhere in the house. I have 45s. I have, I even have a few 78s. Um, uh, and, uh, 78s are wild. Have you ever, have you ever watched a 78 spin? <laughs> no, I, I have not, sir. So you have to have a particular kind of turntable. A, a lot, they make them now, but so the way it goes is if you watch, if, if you're, if you're listening to a, a regular record, it's 33 and a third RPMs, right? So, um, which is the big 12 inch album. And then there's those little smaller records that have the big hole. That's a 45. And those play at 45 RPMs. And then the original records, like when people say wax, when they're talking about wax, the original records are made out of shellac. And they're, uh, I mean, it's like a wax. And if you drop an old 78 on the ground, it will shatter into a thousand pieces. And so what I'm getting at is I'm sure you've seen a record spin before at somebody's house or wherever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going at a pretty reasonable speed. And then when you put on a 45, it's a little faster. And then, you know, if you watch an old record player, those ones with the bell and it's, it's spinning a 78, I mean, that thing is whipping around <laughs> fast. It's, it's going, you know, double the speed, almost triple the speed of a regular 33 and a third record. So that's just the way people consumed music, especially in the 50s, because by the time the 60s came around, albums became a much bigger thing, especially by like, you know, when the psychedelic era started to hit mid 60s and on, you know, albums became the thing where, you know, it's all about can you assemble eight, 10, 12 songs really nicely on a full album was, was the thing. We'll be right back to finish up our interview with DJ Bank, the musical bum, host of Downtown Radio's Art of Easing every Sunday. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and streaming on Downtown Radio. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 18. 
2420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Last week, we interviewed Ted Prozelski for Words and Work. He's our neighbor on the show that follows us. And today we're talking to DJ Bank, the neighbor that precedes us. And, you know, both of those industries are impacted by online media. So we wanted to get DJ Bank's take on how it's affected the music industry. I mean, you've been paying attention to, to the music scene for some time. You know, it sort of ebbs and flows, but the, you know, the, the streaming services, you know, do you have a sense of how those have impacted artists positively, negatively? Um, yeah, I, I definitely have looked at it through both sides because I'm an interesting case because of the age that I am. I just turned 40, so I was kind of, I, I've, I've experienced every, every single style of media. Like, I even have a mini disc player, but like all the way from cassettes and vinyl to CDs, to even mini discs trying to make a, a shot at it, and then MP3s, and now eventually streaming. I've been along for each part of it. You know what I mean? Because I always mm-hmm. evolved with wherever it was going, because you kind of had to. You know, because even when, like, I mean, when iPods came out, it was such a huge deal for somebody like me that has a lot of albums to be able to have it all in one place. So it just had never been done before. And now having everything on earth ever always available it's just is wild and, you know, and, and it's and it has had i mean I, I i feel bad for artists because the uh film industry has managed to kind of keep a tight grip you know you still have to pay for streaming of almost anything you can't i mean youtube is constantly if you try to put up a whole movie it gets taken down right away by the you know by the big motion picture companies but unfortunately uh music because of the whole napster thing it really never recovered you know and and also, I think it was, you know, I put everything under a microscope because let's be honest, you know, when, when mu- the music industry was just hand over fist money in the 90s, like $16 is too much for a CD. It's, it's, not, it's not affordable for a normal person. I feel like they should have been more like 10 because I think that the artists should definitely make some money. But if you make it a little more reasonable for the consumer, you're going to sell more records because 16 bucks, I mean, that's what I used to pay for albums. And you know, when CDs start, you know, when, when places started selling used CDs, I would wait for stuff to go used so it'd be eight bucks hmm. or whatever. Because I've always been a quantity music person. Like, no, I mean, you know, ever since I, like I said, early high school, when I got into jazz and hip hop and all that, that's when it changed. That's when I, I couldn't put enough music into my head. You said when you, uh, when you started the show after that first year, you sort of played everything you brought to the table. So, yeah. So that means the last three plus years, you've been bringing new stuff to the table that, that you're finding out there. And, and, and is that is that streaming or is that digging through? That's cr- streaming. Okay. That's streaming. Yeah, it really is. Um, so you're finding artists that you maybe didn't even know about. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'll be honest. I mean, the streaming services kind of uh, do a little bit of cheating for me, like because what they once they get a sense of your your musical style they give you these free playlists every week that kind of cater to that style of music and trying to introduce you to stuff that you wouldn't know. And I've been introduced to a ton of stuff. Like, I mean, even in the last couple of years, like I was not aware of a lot of this Japanese R and B and funk and disco and even like yacht rock style stuff that I play on my show. Like I didn't know about any of it. And there's, there's this whole, you know, subgenre of Japanese R and B. That's great. I mean, and I, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not a lyrics person. So, 
I don't really care if I can understand what they're talking about. As long as the beat's good. You know, well, I, I, and listening to your show, and, it, and I'm, I, I would say this even if you weren't on, on, you know, as a guest, it's one of my favorite shows because it is so eclectic. But I was surprised as I got to listen more of how worldly it is. You know, you, you know, I think of rhythm and blues as being a, an American thing, but, but really it's, it is international. You've got all kinds of, of different countries represented on your show. Yeah, I, I do try to do that whenever I can, um, you know, because even like last week, I've, I played multiple uh, groups from Australia and there's there's some really funky stuff going on in Australia. Um, and then, you know, they call Blue Eyed Soul or Northern Soul. Uh, there's, you know, England, just like what it did for the blues, you know, with all the rock bands in the 60s, the Stones and everything. The same thing was happening with R&B. So there's like a lot. I mean, really, when I think of some of the better soul singers of the last 20 years, I mean, we can't not talk to I mean, there's, there's a reason why Adele sells so many records, because she's got the golden pipes. So did Amy Winehouse. And those are ladies from England, you know, right. born, you know, with, with heavy English accents when you hear them talk. A couple of quick questions here as we wrap up. The yeah. moniker, DJ Bank, the musical bum. You are not a bum, my friend. How did that name come about? Well, it's funny. My dad said the same thing. And I'm like, it's meant to be sort of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but I can tell you exactly where it comes from. So... You know, like I said, I was a really heavy hip hop guy, and um, there are, there's two records that have been released by this uh, this duo of producers that I, I love both of them, their music individually, but it's cool that they put something together. So they're called Handsome Boy Modeling School, and it's Prince Paul, who um, made a lot of beats for De La Soul, amongst many other amazing hip hop artists, and then Dan the Automator is kind of one of the premier Bay Area producers of the last 20 or 30 years. He, he also did work with Gorillaz, the very first Gorillaz album. But anyway, they did this project together called Handsome Boy Modeling School. And the very first record, I think the song is Sunshine. Um, at the very, very beginning, there's this little tiny snippet, which, you know, I'm being from the DJ culture and everything, I love like pastiche. I like when stuff is just all chopped together. And, you know, um, so there's this little sample and this guy says, well, he was a bum, really, more of a, a musical bum, and that's where it came from. Nice. It's totally just a random little snippet from an album, and uh, and what I didn't realize when I picked the name The Musical Bum is that it's also the music album, which I didn't really notice until I saw it all written out. So it's the music album. And DJ Bank, my friends just used to call me Bank occasionally, and I remember I, used, I had all these sort of cool DJ names when I That's first Bank, started. B-E-N-K, DJ Bank. Yeah, which doesn't mean anything. It has no significant, you know, it was just my friend. My friend Omar used to call me Bank sometimes. So, And then the musical bum, I actually really like it because it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's sort of meant to be a little bit self-deprecating, I guess, but it's really more about, like, I'm just such a fool for it. Like, you know, when I would go to Coachella and stuff, I would just be a zombie walking around from one, you know, one stage to the next, just in heaven, just mm. music everywhere. It was the best because I'm just a, a bum for it. And I definitely um, thank being a part of downtown radio for keeping me active because, you know, uh, it's been a rough couple of years for most of us and having my show to have, you know, sort of be an anchor for me once a week to sort of force me to stay involved in music was huge because I was not feeling particularly artistic or creative for large sections of this COVID era. And having the show really kind of helped me have some kind of a, a center with all that. So that's been really good, actually. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bum, DJ Bank, I appreciate your time today. 
Um, I yeah, was, man. My last question was going to be about downtown radio, but you just segued perfectly into that because you, uh, you know how this uh, this show works. Um, but you are on every Sunday. You uh, you kick off life along the streetcar for me every Sunday, and um, I think I probably have a few followers that just forget to turn off the radio when when they're done listening to your show. So I appreciate that. Hugely popular show on downtown radio. One of my favorites, The Art of Easing, every Sunday. And I highly encourage anyone out there that uh, is interested in, in learning a little bit more, expanding your horizons, to, to take a listen um, uh, next Sunday. Yeah, it's fun, man. And it's also been a pleasure working with you, man. Yeah, you've definitely been a good friend since the beginning, and I appreciate it. All right, sir. Well, uh, I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks. All right, bye. You know, I get off asked uh, by a lot of folks, you know, the amount of time it takes to put on a, a half-hour radio show each week and do an interview, and is it worth it? And, you know, I love sharing this content. I love Tucson, especially downtown Tucson, and I like being able to highlight these hidden gems. But being on the radio with cool people like DJ Bank, that's just fun. You know, we get to go to these meetings and hang out with uh, all of the rock star DJs that we have here on downtown radio. Uh, and these are some extremely knowledgeable and passionate folks. And... Um, I don't know. I'm not the music guy, so hanging out with them, i sort of a little bit uh, starstruck. Well, Mr. Bank, thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll hear you next Sunday on uh, The Art of Easing. But right now, you mind, I want to remind you, my name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. That's episode number 164. I, I, at least I think that's what it is here on Life Along the Streetcar. I want to thank you for uh, following along. Thank you to uh, DJ Bank for spending some time here talking about the art of easing. And uh, how about me throwing out some new words like scofflaw? I literally had to look that up. I, just, I didn't even know it was a word. Um, but uh, glad to be sharing and educating you on a, on a Sunday morning. But if you are interested in topics other than vocabulary and you'd like us to reach out to specific guests or cover specific topics, let us know. Our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. As we've talked about, we're all over social media. And uh, we have a website out there. You can track us down. And as you can see from our past episodes, we don't have a specific format of who we like to talk with. We want to talk with people that are having an impact in the urban core or um, you know, doing something exciting and fun artistically, cultural, economically. We try to stay away from politics, so that seems to creep into everything we do these days. But uh, the goal is to highlight hidden gems, either emanating from the urban core or things happening that are impacting uh, this stretch from A Mountain to the University of Arizona. Don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, our best topics always come from, from uh, shout-outs or call-outs of things we should be covering, because there's so much we just don't know yet. But one thing I do know is one of DJ Banks' favorite artists is a gentleman by the name of Stevie Wonder. You may have heard of him. Uh, so we thought we'd leave you a little music today from 1968, uh, Stevie Wonder's album, For Once in My Life. 
We're going to leave you with a shooby dooby doo da day. Have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more life along the streetcar. 